0: This podcast contains explicit language. Viewer discretion is
1: advised. This week on the Mattresson Podcast. Another raw deal for Bray Wyatt. The odds are stacked against AJ Styles.
0: And is Jay White the next big foreign star in New Japan?
1: Oh, turn it to 11. It's time to take it to the max. Welcome to the Math Lesson Podcast, episode 153. I am Dazzy Dangerously, along with the walking wrestling cheat sheet himself, Mike Larkin.
0: What's going on, man? And uh, I learned a couple of things this week. Number one, WWE loves multi man matches. And number two, Josh Matthews and Sanjay Dutta are your new announcements team for Impact Wrestling.
1: Because why not?
0: Because why not? <laughs> yes.
1: Well, they lost JB. Mr. Day One ish.
0: Ish. And now we got Sanjay Dutt, who's on creative ish. Yeah. And they just speak of someone lost. We have a new NXT superstar, and he is the former Mahabali Shira.
1: Who I didn't even recognize at first. Yes!
0: <laughs> oh man. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later, but good God. <laughs>
1: Uh, now unfortunately the butcher is not with us this week. Uh, we wish him all the best with some things he's taken care of and hopes to have him back very soon. Oh yeah uh now raw, I actually enjoyed this week. I'm pretty sure I said I enjoyed most of it last week. it was it was a decent this week. Uh, even SmackDown was watchable this week. I don't know what's been going on um but we kicked off with the John Cena of course. Of course. I love it when they break the news on social media like John Cena's gonna kick off raw tonight, yay. <laughs> when does he
0: kick off Raw?
1: <laughs> when he's filming some movie or something.
0: And when he's when he's not riding elbow grease.
1: <laughs> uh I mean it was nearly a twenty minute match against the Miz. You yeah, uh, I, mean, I liked it. I liked it a yeah, lot. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Miz now will enter the chamber at number one.
0: Well, here's the thing about the chamber, though. What do you do now since we have? It's not what we're gonna get to, but how? What do we do now? We got seven people in. Are we gonna oh, start yeah. off with? There's four pods, so you have four in a pod and three to start off the
1: match instead of two. Is that what you're gonna do now? Well, that's what I was thinking because I don't see how they're gonna add a fifth pod anywhere because it'll just throw the whole shape off.
0: <laughs> Unless you want to have like their, like their team do like mad-ass construction on that. But I think the thing would best to be start with three people instead of the normal two.
1: Yeah. Well, they can't really change it anyway because the women are gonna have a match in there earlier on in the night. Yeah, that's true. Too. It's main events again.
0: Oh, hey, we main evented the Rumble. We're a we're a friggin' main event with the Elimination Chamber, and I got a big problem by as well with the women. What when does Kurt Angle come out and just decide that? Oh, hey, Ronda Rousey's gonna sign for Raw. How do you know Ronda wants to sign for Raw?
1: Oh, my my biggest gripe is. The um, the winner of the chamber is going to main event WrestleMania. Mania. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened to the Rumble winner main event in Mania again?
0: Yeah, friggin' Styles and Nakamura get shafted in right to main event.
1: Can we just change the stipulation of the Rumble match to the winner gets to face the champion before Roman Reigns match?
0: <laughs> oh, you know what the problem that is, too? Because I want Brent, Braun to win so much because I just broke this thing and you're going to get these hands. So, <laughs> yeah, I want to see Braun win because that cracked me up now. I've, I've seen a lot of people online complain about this yeah. because, oh, what's with the comedy? And Well, the dude's turned into a baby face. So it, it really didn't bug me. You know he's going baby face. And personally, I want to see Braun and Brock. It makes sense. <laughs> and have Braun finally win the championship. But no, because, you know, anything that you want, they'll do the opposite. So Roman will probably win.
1: I was going to say the same thing. I've seen a lot of people complaining that they're turning Braun into a comedy act like they do with all big giants. But it, he sang a sarcastic song because the guy in the ring has a busking gimmick. He then yes. smashed a double friggin' bass over him. Oh, <laughs> Braun's God, vine. that was,
0: that was <laughs> tremendous. I loved it. And people, here's the thing about the comedy, too. You didn't complain when he was on the Mixed Tag Challenge talking about, we're going to go all the way, Alexa, and, you know, bend those knees. So why are you complaining about him doing comedy on Raw?
1: Because sexual harassment's fine. Of course. (laughs) It's WWE. Of course it is. (laughs) Plus, they're all probably thinking, God, I wish I was Braun Strowman.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) And it's so funny, too. I know we're jumping around, dude, but now her fiancé, Mr. Buddy Murphy, is going to be in the Cruiserweight Tournament going for the Cruiserweight Championship.
1: Who's still employed, by the way. Who is still employed. As soon as I
0: saw that graphic, it's like, people, Buddy Murphy still works here.
1: I I haven't seen Buddy Murphy since the last time I watched Impact. And regular listeners will know how long it's been since I watched Impact. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing is, too. Uh, Wesley Blake, I think, is going to make an appearance soon for NXT, his former tag team partner, which one's the last time that we saw Wesley Blake. Probably around the same time. Probably around the same time. But, yes, yeah, so next week he's going to fight Arya Davari in the Cruiserweight tournament. And then also next week we're going to get Mustafa Ali against Jack Gallagher. So that's what we got going in the Cruiserweight tournament.
1: He's only, he's only just under 205 as well, Buddy Murphy. He's 204.
0: Point four, yes. <laughs> So, but i got to give a shout-out, by the way, to the UK's Mark Andrews, advancing in the tournament, beating Akira Tozawa.
1: Another poorly used uh, from Impact.
0: There you go. And speaking of someone who wasn't poorly used, dude, Gulak went totally ape shit on Tony nice this week.
1: See, I, I'm going to make a promise myself. I am going to start watching more 205. Maybe just because now Triple H is taking over full control of it.
0: This is what I have to say about this, Vince. Focus on the XFL. Let Triple H yeah. just run it. Just, just let Triple H go. Let him go, damn it, and get Road Dogg out for SmackDown. Just, that's all oh, you need. Oh, to-
1: please, Jesus, yes.
0: Just get Road Dogg out of here.
1: Yeah. We'll get on. We, we will get on SmackDown. Now, now, we were gonna try to do the first episode of uh, New Japan Matchmaking this past week, but we couldn't do it. Um, so we'll just give a quick. Uh, shout out to New Beginning, which was awesome. And I, I know we've only had 45 days in 2018 so far, but Will Ospreay and Hiromo Takahashi was the best match of the year I've seen so far.
0: Oh my god, the counters, the German on the outside, the pile drivers, the this, the that. I mean, counter after
1: counter. I love that match. I will go on record and say it was better than any match I saw at Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Um, okay, that's. I could see that, yes. I thought. What Shibata and Okada did were very good as well, was very good as well. Uh, that Kitamura, the young lion there, I got to yeah. say, I really did enjoy his match with Yuji Nagata.
1: Yeah, Kitamura is really piquing my interest. I keep He, he keeps opening the shows, and uh, he's got a, obviously a very unique look with the, the Fang gum shield. Yes,
0: but my problem is, so now that's his sixth match he's lost, so let's see who he wrestles next. Uh, Yoshihashi against uh, Tetsuya Naito was very, very good. I like. I was good to see Naito win that. Yeah. We got Minoru Suzuki going ape shit as always and just attacking refs and then <laughs> this and that. And now we got him and Togi Makabe coming up. I mean, I really thought the show overall was good, great from top to bottom.
1: Suzuki is an absolute psycho.
0: <sighs> the man, tremendous though, <laughs> man, I love it. And now. We learned out at the end of the show that now we're going to get Okada looks to be in the New Japan Cup and we're going to see him fight Will Ospreay.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Hmm. Cannot wait.
0: And we also learned that Maria Mysterio is going to fight Jushin Thunder Liar in Cali, man.
1: Cannot wait for that either. Well, I love the fact that Okada always <clears throat> um, cuts a really deep promo after every main event. Can you imagine if WWE did that after every WWE Universal Championship defense?
0: Oh, my with God. With Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll be I so want Brock to just lose that championship. I mean, I think Butcher said, like, we're getting bored with it. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's, as Butcher said, he thinks he sucks donkey dick. But, I mean, here's the thing with Brock. We know what we're going to get with every match. It's suplex, 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 suplex. Hey, I might throw a clothesline in. Hey, I might throw a move in there. F5, 1, 2, 3. That's the match.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got bored of it, and I've always said I'm a Brock Lesnar guy. I've been since day one. But. Ish. Day one ish. But, yeah, like you said, it's just the same thing over and over again, and I don't blame Brock. Obviously, it's um, <clears throat> WWE Creative, like, oh, Suplex City was cool three years ago, just keep doing suplexes. No! We know Brock can do more.
0: I, I liked how The Miz called John Cena the founder of Suplex City. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and although I never agree with Cena, um, it does kind, sound kind of, yeah, okay, when the Miz says he's going to beat Brock Lesnar. Because we all know nobody's beaten Brock Lesnar but Roman Reigns. Yeah.
0: It should be Braun. It's probably going to be Roman.
1: Oh, it should be Braun. should have been Braun <laughs> twice. twice. Twice? Twice. So, here's...
0: Well, here's the thing, man. Do you think they'll do Braun and The Miz and have him win the Intercontinental title instead of the WWE title? Just like, I like to put what you posted there, we just celebrated the year of the Festival of Friendship, just like you think he's going to get accosted like Jericho and Owens, like instead of Jericho and Owens being for the Universal Championship, we're going to Jericho and Owens fought for the US Championship. Instead of Braun fighting for the Universal Championship, he'll fight for the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship.
1: Well, there's a few options floating around for The Miz that I've seen. There's Braun Strowman, Finn Balor. Um, but now it it seems um, we may be getting Balor versus Rollins, but, uh, I suppose Braun would be okay in an IC title feud. It'd be nice for his first singles title and then eventually, finally get the Universal. Exactly. I mean, Miz is going to have a great match either way because he's the Miz and he's awesome and he's He's captured everybody's attention.
0: And here's the thing too. I mean I mean, I thought it was fine. I liked seeing in the Miz, obviously. And I mean I saw the um the promos that they did with everybody going into the second chance and then Seth Rollins got into that. Uh, Apollo Crews talk about Cruz can't lose, which I'm um, like, <laughs> Okay, sure. I mean I thought it was funny, but it's just you knew Apollo wasn't gonna win. Yeah. And then you they do the they do the friggin I think you put it the nitro finish to close the show, which... Alright, so let's just announce Balor and Finn are going to... Balor and Finn. Balor and Rollins, excuse me, are going to be in the match after the show.
1: Yeah. I... Uh, shout out to Cookie, by the way, who uh, commented on it. Was it Cookie? Yeah, I think it was Cookie. Somebody commented anyway, saying that, uh, oh, I was waiting for Tony Chivon to come on and say, we're, we're, we're out of time. Tony Chivonny! They got us again, Shivani! <laughs> um, yeah, I hated that finish. It just kind of... Bam! Black. It was like friggin' Sopranos. Cut to black and we're done. And then they go <clears throat> on social media and announce the, the change to the paper. You couldn't have announced that on the show. All you needed was a couple of more minutes. You go over anyway. But... Uh, I am... Glad to see Seth Rollins back in the title picture. Though. I mean, it's Me. It's been a long time.
0: It has been, man. And the thing is, too, with Jason Jordan, obviously speedy recovery, but uh, can you can you believe? Well, Kurt Angle was like, "How dare you boo a superstar yeah. when they leave? they friggin' go?" Jason Jordan's, you know, he's out. He's not gonna make WrestleMania.
1: Woo! I'm not even sure if Kurt went off script or if that was intentional. <laughs>
0: Well, here's the thing, man. It's just like, in a way, I understand people don't like Jason Jordan. And personally, I think he's a great wrestler, but the character sucks. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, you don't want to see the guy, you know. You obviously get hurt, but unfortunately, he's going to take some time off.
1: Well, it was the same with Roman. Like, um, I mean, obviously, he's not popular all that much. And people hate hate him when he comes out. But when, um, when he got... Smashed by Braun and stuff, and obviously pretty injured. And pe- people were chanting, "Thank you, Braun, and you deserve it." <laughs> Same kind of thing. It's a little too far.
0: It is, and it is, and I, I got to say this right now. As far as Alexa Bliss goes, so they do the thing with the tag, and you know she helps Mickey. Since Paige can't wrestle, what do you think about this being a ploy? As I was listening, to someone talk about this. Alexa Bliss being the new leader of Absolution.
1: I'd be cool with that. And uh, Alexa was kind of facey this week, um, which I'm not sure where, I'm not sure what to make of it. Uh, because one week she's a heel, next week she's a face, next week she's cutting a sexist promo on Kurt Angle, next week she's teaming with her old rival. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not really sure where they're going with Alexa Bliss because Asuka's a bit of a tweener as well. It's a ploy,
0: man, and the whole thing with Asuka, too, is I'm looking forward to seeing her and Nia Jax, but I got to tell you right now, I don't think Nia's winning. No. I think it's just going to be a normal one-on-one. And I'll be honest with you, if you're going to have Ronda Rousey be on Raw, because I can see how that makes sense, because you know we can get an Asuka match down the line, and personally, I don't want her to be the first one to beat Asuka, I'm sorry, as much as I like Ronda. But if you want to do some like attraction with her, why not have Ronda face Nia Jax at WrestleMania? Yeah.
1: No, I mean, as I, as I said last week, I don't want Ronda to be the first one to ask Asuka's reign. but not because I don't like Ronda, because I think it would be damaging to Ronda. People will hate it.
0: Yeah, and if you want to do a swerve, you have the thing where it looks like she's going to sign with Kurt, and then you have Daniel Bryan and Shane come out, and they say, you know, we got her on SmackDown. We got him before you did, Kurt, and that could shut up Charlotte and Ronda. Now, if they don't
1: want to do Charlotte cool. and Ronda,
0: yeah, but if you don't want to do Charlotte and Ronda, then who's Charlotte going to face at WrestleMania? Ruby Riot.
1: That's the thing. We're gonna to get to SmackDown in a bit, but that's the thing. They're not booking anything towards WrestleMania for SmackDown.
0: It's ridiculous. And you know who you could blame for it?
1: Road Dog. Road Dog. Because it's Road Dog. Hard.
0: Dude, speaking of Road Dog, this kind of ties into him. So two poss- So we found out this week. This has to do with Raw. Ivory is the new WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, well person. deserved. Well deserved as well. Correct. Uh, who would you have there? I was gonna say Molly Holly. I was gonna say. Uh, yeah. Mark Henry even well speaking of Mark Henry he's another one that's rumored to go in for the uh, Hall of Fame which that's another one that's well deserved and the, also the rumors that are flying around man is Jeff Jarrett maybe be inducted yes. into
1: the Hall of Fame I did see that, that was pretty crazy I mean um, he is in WWE funded rehab He was it WWE that funded his rehab wasn't it yes it was so he's not completely on bad terms with him, can't be
0: can't be no 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 and the thing is uh would you have the road dog and duck his boy jeff Jarrett, there
1: i i i just think the less i see a road dog on tv the better it'll be but and
0: do you well do you know why you induct you have road dog and duck jeff Jarrett, right
1: cuz they both seven boys <laughs>
0: besides that spend my days working hard on the go With the hand on the clock keeps slinging too slow cause I can't wait to be alone with my baby it's a night I <laughs> that's why and it's the roadie baby it's the roadie
1: uh, um well, it's, going it's back to Ivory I think Mark Henry would be a good shout but also Stevie Richards
0: oh yes Stevie Richards right to censor that's another good one obviously um I mean, but yeah, man. I just figured, because so, if Mark Henry's not going in this year, I would say Mark. Uh, Molly Holly, obviously, is one of her good friends. Uh, I, Stephen Richards, obviously, because the right to censor. I think Molly Holly said it best in the uh, video package for it. She really pay, played the prudish character so well.
1: Yeah. Uh, RTC was just brilliant overall, looking back at it. And it um, you just love to hate Ivory because she was so... Uh, I can't even find the, the right word besides prud- um Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, Prudy pretty, pretty much sums it up, man. Yeah. And the-, <laughs> the thing is, when do you have China go in? Five years ago? Well, obviously, <laughs> five years ago, but you know it's um, going to.
1: But I don't know. I'm kind of glad they didn't put her in last year because it would have been too soon mm-hmm. after she passed away and it would have seemed like they were putting her in just because she passed away. Um, But I think any time now would be a little too late. She really should have been in long ago.
0: Absolutely. And to be honest, man, I love the list that we have so far for the Hall of Fame. You know, Goldberg, the Dudleys, and Ivory. I think that's a good list so far.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't really complain about Goldberg. I mean, he is kind of a household name. He's made a name for himself over the years. He was one of WCW's biggest stars, regardless of how his... Uh, last WWE run ended and how much we all hated it Um, Brock Goldberg's a legend
0: absolutely I think he definitely deserves it say what you will about him but speaking of say what you will about somebody Matt Hardy with these promos with the Woken and the oh and that evil Bray Wyatt and Delete uh, I'll be honest with you man I'm kind of eh about this whole Matt Hardy Bray Wyatt feud which looks to be going to maybe at the compound
1: I think a lot of people have lost interest. Um,
0: I just don't care
1: anymore. His promo this week was better than most that he's done as Woken Matt. Um, but going on to Bray Wyatt, I don't know. I get more and more frustrated every single week the more I see of Bray Wyatt. How can you get double pinned when you're in a match with, with, that involves Apollo Crews?
0: I don't know, man. And here's the thing. Do you think we're setting up Finn Balor and Seth Rollins for WrestleMania?
1: Absolutely, and I'll be cool with it because they, they've they put on two great matches against each other already.
0: And speaking of Finn Balor, what do you think about his boys? They lost to the Revival, so
1: yeah. See, I'm fine with this as well because neither one of those teams are losing the feud. They keep going back and forth, which means neither one of them is losing any credibility. Mm-mm. Not at all, man. They keep trading wins, so it's good. It is. Uh, As for the uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, we all thought the Sasha heel turn was coming next week.
0: You see, I think they're saving it for the chamber, man. What I could see, what I could see them doing is, I think that they're going to be the last ones in the chamber, and I think they'll cancel each other out, and that'll lead to somehow Alexa retaining, because obviously we're setting up Bailey and Sasha for Mania. Yeah. Um, Which is fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, they have gone TakeOver, so
0: why not on the biggest stage of them all, right?
1: Yeah, and as we said, I think it was last week, a lot of people again kind of tired of Sasha's attitude. And if it is intentional to turn a heel, then better for it. Uh, I think Sasha works better as a heel anyway.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, too, she's got to stop with all these suicide dives, because the girl is going <laughs> to kill herself or hurt herself.
1: Yes. I mean, if it was once or twice... It's just an accident, but it keeps happening.
0: And the thing is, if you turn or heel, you know, eliminate a little bit of the dives out of your arsenal. Just go in on the ground and pound. Just beat the crap out of somebody. Enough with the dives.
1: I mean, it's very rarely you see former wrestlers call people out on botches and ask them and just wish they'd stop doing the moves. But Mick Foley did it. He posted about (laughs) Sasha Banks saying she really needs to take this move away.
0: Yeah, and this is Mick Foley we're talking about. The hardcore legend. Yeah,
1: the guy Foley's who took more bumps than anybody.
0: <laughs> saying, please stop it. Please. You know what that even goes back to me for, man? It's why MTV did The True Life. I'm a backyard wrestler. And who's the first one on there? Mick Foley is the commissioner telling them that they think it's ridiculous. This is Mick Foley who jumped off his roof yeah. when he was a kid telling everybody to stop.
1: Also the guy who uh, got handcuffed and then hit genuinely hitting the head about 8-12 times with a steel chair.
0: The man who got thrown off hell in a cell. Who got thrown through the hell in a cell. So, what does that tell you?
1: He got his ear ripped off in Japan.
0: Yes! <laughs> Just like,
1: damn. Alright, Mick. If Mick Foley's telling you something's too dangerous, you should listen, probably. It's probably too dangerous. <laughs> um. And the only thing we haven't really mentioned um, is... Well, we did mention Roman Reigns, but we didn't talk about his match against Sheamus, which uh, was kind of passable for me.
0: Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, we all knew Roman Reigns was going to win, so... Oh, yeah, of course. Because <laughs> it's Roman. Yeah, it was just nothing special. Oh, so what was I going to say? I mean, just... Uh, uh, I don't even know, man. It's just... You know what it is too. I was gonna say something about Roman and try to be funny, but I can't because I'm just like meh. You know what I'm saying? But it's Roman Reigns. You you know you you just know. That's all I'm gonna say. And then the bar gets friggin' jobbed out again and friggin' making fun of Cesaro with the mouthpiece and just yeah, I don't know. Man. <laughs> I I just don't know. See, as soon as you mention Roman Reigns, I'm just like yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, just I can't even. I can't even Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah. Um. There we go, and then there was also a dark match after Raw, which is quite interesting to be to be honest. It was the Raw Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Asuka defeats Alexa Bliss by DQ. Ah,
0: uh, okay. Hmm. Um. That's all I can say is just, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you're going to build it towards WrestleMania because that is the Mania match, but. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I was just looking to see, did we cover everything? Yeah, we did. Okay, so go ahead.
1: Is, is there really any point booking championship matches before WrestleMania, even if it's a dark match? And I mean, Asuka hasn't even officially announced that she's going after the Raw Women's Championship yet, even though they keep saying on Raw that it's going to be a triple threat match if Nia Jax wins. Nothing. To- yeah. Asuka hasn't announced which champion she's facing yet. But we all know it's going to be Alexa because she's doing nothing with Charlotte.
0: No. Just, uh, I don't know, man. But, yeah. And just, I think I'm just laughing, too, because I'm just thinking of everybody chanting that Jason Jordan is is gone and then Kurt's like, could you please not do this? He's my son, and I care about my son. I took my son to the, you know, emergency room, and I took him to the doctor. He hurt his neck. God. He's a family man, that Kurt Angle. Be nice.
1: Kurt, they're wrestling nice. fans. They're wrestling fans, Kurt. Yeah,
0: yeah. be nice everybody. <laughs> be nice to Jason. Man, can you believe the injuries? Freaking Ambrose is out, Jason yeah. Jordan's out, Samoa Joe is out. I'm like, God, going into mania.
1: You know what Kurt should have turned into uh Brittany guy and go, leave Jason alone.
0: Oh, Chris Crocker. He's a human being! <laughs> You know what's so funny about that video? That dude did it from his grandmother's basement where he was, like, doing that video. Oh, it, was, it was still one of those most hilarious videos ever, but, yes, he's a human being. Leave Jason alone.
1: Viral before viral was even a thing.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Um. So, let me just take a look at the cards so far for Elimination Chamber. Um... Because I'm pretty sure so far we have three, yeah, three matches. That's all we've got so far, both chamber matches and Asuka versus Nia Jax.
0: Um, as far as other matches go, I I smell a triple threat coming because we're going to talk about SmackDown. I can see Bobby Roode against Orton and Mahal.
1: Yeah. Um... Now, the stipulation for Asuka and Nia Jax, all it says is if Nia Jax wins, she'll be added to the Raw Women's Championship match. So, if Asuka does choose Charlotte by some miracle, uh, would that just mean Nia versus Alexa one-on-one, or are they going to find somebody else and make it a triple threat?
0: I would love to see Nia Jax versus Alexa one-on-one. I think it'd be good.
1: Well, that's been building for
0: weeks, well, months and you finally get it on the grandest stage of them all, I think that'd be cool. I have no idea what the hell they're doing, man. You know what's WWE going to WrestleMania. They don't even know what they're doing. They're just scrambling shit. (laughs) I'm not trying to get mad or anything, but it's just like, geez. The only thing I can say that's certain is I think we're going to get Matt and Bray at the compound. I think it'll be at the Hardy compound because he's done videos on his YouTube talking about King Maxwell, I knew you'd come, uh, Vanguard 1, I knew you'd come, Senor Benjamin, I knew you'd come, and then we're going to get... Queen Rebecca. Yeah. Ah. That's all I'm saying, man. I mean, it it would make no (laughs) sense to have it at the Wyatt compound because, you know, everybody's climbing for the Hardy compound, the Hardy compound. And he's introducing everybody back like, you know, hey, hey, you've come. I knew you'd come back. Just, yeah, go ahead.
1: Surely it would be cheaper in the Hardy compound because I'm assuming Bray doesn't actually live in the Wyatt compound so they have to rent it out or something.
0: What do you mean he doesn't live in the white <laughs> compound? It's not, like, you know, it's, it's not like his shed and frigging all that was burnt down by Randy Orton, which, by the way, made no sense because, hey, man, you committed arson. You burned down his home. There's a body in there. But it's all good because I'm a babyface. I'm Randy Orton. I'm the Viper, and I'm going to RKO you out
1: of nowhere. Whoops. I'm breaking the fourth wall.
0: <laughs> hey, Cole Cabana, how you doing?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Br- Irene mean, Bray lives somewhere in, in Florida. Um. <clears throat> so, sh- yeah, surely it must be cheaper to go to the Hardy compound because Matt actually lives there and he's probably not going to charge them to film in his home when he invests so much into his character anyway.
0: Yes. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to that brawl, but right now I'm just kind of meant about the whole Matt Hardy thing, which I think everybody is, like you said. I mean, we talk about Impact Wrestling and you know it's it's false, but I got to say they did it so much better than what yeah.
1: we have right now. They did. I think the thing is they gave Matt full control of it and WWE. Even though they let Matt have creative control of the character, they're still kind of telling him what to do with the promos and just keep doing a laughing. Yeah, okay. People um, love the laughing. No, they don't.
0: <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> Look at how much time that it got on Impact. I mean, yeah is a majority of the segments. Here, we just see Matt, we get woken, and him go, ah, yes, delete, 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 obsolete, and that's it. And then you hear Bray Wyatt, you know, talk about, yeah, man, Bray, Matt Hardy, he's a fool. I'm going to beat him all. Seth Rollins wants to join our games, follow the buzzards. I'm going to take them all down, man.
1: And then I get pinned. Well, yeah, like you said, the problem is Matt was a one of the biggest stars on Impact, and that character that's... was huge. In WWE, he's just a background character. He's on the side. He's, and it doesn't help that he's feuding with Bray Wyatt, who I think it's safe to say many people have given up on because even though he's popular, he, he, you just can't invest in him because he's never winning any feuds, and every promo sounds the same now, and it doesn't have any backup because he keeps losing feuds.
0: Exactly. If you if you've heard a Bray Wyatt promo, you heard them all because that's exactly what it was. It was, yeah, man. He's going to join our games, man.
1: Matt Hardy is, boom. Follow the buzzards. Excuse me while I get pinned. <laughs> that should be his new t-shirt. Excuse me while I get pinned. Excuse me while I get
0: pinned. <laughs> and I, and I, guess I like Bray Wyatt. You like Bray Wyatt. But it's
1: I just love like, Bray Wyatt.
0: I love him. He's the man's great. I was such a fan since the NXT days, but it's just like, you know what they're going to do with him. They're going to build him up. He's going to say something cryptic, and then he loses.
1: I mean, there's... A, a sh- uh, an image, a photo of the pin from Raw, with uh, Seth and Finn, both pinning Bray and just to look on Bray's face, he's just staring into space as if to say, fuck my life <laughs> <The> shit again
0: <sighs> and it's so funny to see the, uh, the origin of that character when he had friggin' Eli Cottonwood with him in NXT I mean there's a name for you friggin Eli Cotton who was on NXT and who just absolutely sucked and then they put him with Harper and Rowan and then you see what happens when he gets to the main roster which started off well I mean the Shield and Wyatt family didn't even wrestle each other they didn't even touch and they're chanting this is awesome and then you see how far he's come from that
1: yeah before the Wyatt family disbanded Bray was huge Um, and that Shield moment was incredible
0: and I've Uh... always I've always said he should have beaten John Cena at WrestleMania. 30.
1: Should have, but no. Should have beaten Cena. Should have beaten Taker. Um, I mean, I think if Taker hadn't have lost a year before, Bray probably would have won because that comeback against Bray Wyatt was about Undertaker's redemption. Speaking of the Undertaker,
0: all right, I got a little thing here. So if they don't do John Cena and Elias at WrestleMania. Do you think, because John Cena keeps saying this is the time layer where uh, you know a legend, a dead man comes back or whatever he said on Raw there in that promo, you think yeah. we're going to get Taker and Cena? Uh,
1: well, he's, he has dropped a couple of hints now towards Taker. Um, I think the line was WrestleMania uh, is where the dead come back to life or it can bring <laughs> yeah. the dead back to life.
0: Yes, yeah, something um, like that. That's what I'm saying. It was a mention mentioned uh, the Undertaker.
1: I I don't know. I mean, I can't really see it when Cena's feuding with guys like Elias and The Miz. Um, I can't see Undertaker attacking Cena at Chamber because I don't think he has any reason to. Mm-hmm. I think it's just mainly Cena doing what he does and playing to the crowd. And he, he, he reads the internet. He knows what fans are talking about. I think he's just playing to it.
0: And I'm going to say this again. If we're going to get Elias and Cena, you have Elias get the win at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, you didn't do it with Bray you didn't do it with Rusev you've got to you do, do it with the, Elias
0: you didn't do it with The Miz and as again I hate to bring it up but who was the one who called Cena and Bella and Nikki Bella winning and doing the the friggin uh Nikki I love you will you marry me who called <laughs> who was the only one who said it you guys were being so hopeful and I was hopeful too because I wanted to see The Miz and Maurice win because I loved that whole segment going into it making fun of John Cena because that's exactly how he acted on Total Bellas and then what happens Miz looks at the lights. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They had to have that romantic, cringy moment.
0: Nikki, I love you. And here's the thing it's so funny to watch them chant John Cena slut at Nikki Bella at the <laughs> World <laughs> you,
1: you go back to that WrestleMania, you won't hear any men cheering. It's just fangirls screaming because they were Total Bellas.
0: I got no problem. I think both the Bella girls have worked really hard. But Nikki Bella gets that sour taste on her now just because of the association with Cena. When Brie came out, everybody was doing the S-chant because everybody loves Daniel Bryan. But now the fact that Nikki Bella's with Cena, John Cena, slut! John Cena, slut!
1: It is a bit of a double standard, but Brie, in all honesty, is a lot more tolerable than Nikki.
0: Yes, and to be honest with you, when she first came in, because both the girls came in around the 07 and 08 I thought Brie was the better of the two in a way. And then Nikki Bella gets the shine on her, you know, the backbreaker and the friggin' rack attack and all this shit. And then you just see Brie being the underdog and they push Nikki to the moon. I wish you died in the womb. We're supposed to forget that. By the way, here, have a, have a latte, have a, have a friggin' whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, that made no sense. That is still one of the worst things I've ever seen. Friggin' Oh, you know, families fight. You wished her to die. All right. Yeah. If, I'm an only <laughs> child, bro. Dude, Dad, I'm an only child. And if my brother said, I I, I wish you died in the womb, I would have kicked my brother's ass. But no, not the Bellas. Excuse me while I get you a latte. Excuse me while I kiss AJ, AJ Lee and help you win the championship. That was bullshit and you know it. I'm sorry I ranted, but go ahead.
1: It was. I mean, if, if you're like, 11, 12, when you say that to a sibling, fair enough, because that's the kind of thing kids say, but these girls are what? 30? 30? Yes. Something like that? Yes. They... No, just no. No, Friggin',
0: I wish you died in the womb. It all we, we ain't
1: forgetting away. that. They're actually 34 now, so they were around 30 at that time.
0: And, and she freaking did it again! She eliminated her own sister at the Rumble! Like, like,
1: God. Oh. Oh, with no explanation, either. No explanation. I mean, I know it was every woman for himself, but she acted really healish as well. When she did it, she like eliminated B and just went, Pfft, so what? Like, get out of here, bitch. <laughs> oh. Fucking Bellas. <laughs> I'm sorry, but
0: every time we mention that, I'm still going to go in a rant, because from a booking standpoint, it made no fucking sense.
1: A uh, uh, shout-out to Courtney Broughton for her promo years ago when we did the first, I think it was I think it was the first podcast promo, TakeOver, when her promo on the Bellas was simply, Bellas, you're going to fucking die. Mic drop. And that was it. That's awesome. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can look what you can't touch. I
1: don't want him. I don't want him. <laughs> that's, that's
0: even better. I want
1: him. Oh. all right um that's pretty much gonna do it for part one when we come back we will be discussing smackdown uh oh boy we'll be discussing smackdown along with nxt and of course impact in 60 seconds but first of all uh, before we go to a break don't forget the next time we bring you a championship special is april 7th as we present the third annual promo mania featuring mike versus kenny for the knowledge championship a showdown at one year in the making. We'll also be predicting NXT TakeOver and WrestleMania and the debut of the Iron Bank contract, which guarantees the winner a shot at the knowledge Championship any time in the following 12 months. And no, we did not rip that off. And the second theme song is For the Glory by All Good Things, taken from their album Machines, available right now on iTunes and Spotify. For more information, go to matchwrestling.wix.com slash Wrestling slash promomania3.
0: Kenny Killer, let me give you a little history lesson. At the first ever Trivia Takeover, you became the inaugural Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion. Fast forward to promo series, I became the number one contender to your Max Wrestling Knowledge Championship. What happened? It ended in a draw. Fast forward to last year's podcast promo rumble, I became the Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion, defeating you. Fast forward a couple of months to Promo Slam. You and I were neck and neck in the finals. And what happened? That too ended in a draw. And I retained my Max Wrestling Knowledge Championship. Fast forward to this past podcast promo rumble. I'll admit it. You were the better man. And you took back the Max Wrestling Knowledge Championship. Well, Kenny, I am the longest reigning Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion. And we both have made history with myself being the longest reigning Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion. And you being a 2 time Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion But Kenny At Promomania I will prove why I am the better man We have had two draws I've won You've won I'm going to take back My Max Wrestling Knowledge Championship I'm going to end your reign Before it even gets started Kenny I will see you At Promomania And you can choke on that
1: Slap nuts To the Max Wrestling Podcast. On to SmackDown. Uh, before we go into the main show, it actually kicked off with a dark match, which was Ty Dillinger defeating Mike Canellis. Wait, who did Ty Dillinger fight? Mike. Mike Canellis.
0: <laughs> what is with that being the dark match constantly? For, poor Mike, for the, the power of love can't even get on SmackDown, Ty Dillinger is number 10, 10, 10 in the top 10, and he's on the dark match.
1: At least he's working now.
0: Oh, that's true, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like yeah, and I like Mike Canales, the power of love. Me and Butch love the theme, but here's the thing, man. When Maria comes back, is probably when they'll take that and go with it. When you know Maria comes back, as far as Ty Dillinger goes, yeah, I, I, I wish he had better. Man, I like him.
1: Um, I mean, I'm I'm sure we've said before. Probably the reason they they've got Mike Canales on dark matches is just in case something happens with Maria and they can just cut the match short and he can go
0: um, yeah, that is true and i mean congratulations to her man i'm really happy that they're having a kid mike looks to be turning himself around from his sobriety issue so that's cool yeah
1: good good times uh now the main show as we said last week i freaking hate that top 10 it, it it's absolutely pointless
0: um so you mean to tell me And we're going to get a Bobby Roode-Randy Orton feud probably now because of the top ten. I can see Randy Orton turning heel, RKO out of nowhere. Bobby Roode is glorious, and that'll probably be your Mania match.
1: And I agree with Bobby Roode. I'm getting sick of these RKO's out of nowhere too.
0: Yeah, it's like, what the hell is this shit? I mean, we get it. It's the RKO out of nowhere. But he's just now he's attacking babyfaces. He's attacking the heels. It's just like, all right, we get it, Randy. You're the viper. You hit an RKO out of nowhere, you have your hair back from 2007 that makes you look like you're 25 when you're almost 40. I mean, it is what it is.
1: That, that's the thing I hate about it, is he, he's attacking literally random people, faces, heels, and no matter who he RKO's, the audience love it, and I don't get it, because he's just, he's, he's just rko Nakamura, who is over as fuck. And look you're pop- cheering <laughs> yeah,
0: Because it's Randy Orton, and they love it, but... Who knows, man? Let's see what happens. I'm still thinking that we're going to get Rude Orton at Mania. I think Rude and Ziggler is, like, thrown out the window since he's now in the WWE Championship match. But we'll see what they do with him at Mania now because, to be honest, I'm happy that he's in the match. I think he deserves it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's probably there to take the pin, but...
0: Probably, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it was good to see Baron Corbin in there as well, which, by the way, I'm still kind of meh about that new theme song of Baron Corbin. That whole. <clears throat> I'm like, no. What, what was wrong with this original theme song? I thought it was like really, it was good. It was fine, you know, but then now we got this crap.
1: Yeah, we'll skip the intro and then it's a good song. Yeah, then they, they once you skip the. And then the who do
0: you? I <laughs> mean, it's all right. <laughs> Wasn't that like a Jim Johnson thing right before he went out? Wasn't that like the last song that he did?
1: It's like the bridge on a Tenacious D song. <laughs> <her, her>, <laughs> I'm
0: <Tenacious. laughs> <laughs> a Tenacious D reference. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Screw CFO money. Let's get Jack Black.
0: Get Jack Black. There you go.
1: I mean, in all honesty, Jack Black can do anything.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: Um. Yeah, so SmackDown was a little improved this week than it was last week. I know we, we've we criticized SmackDown for weeks because of Road Dog. <clears throat> but this week's show seemed to be written a, a lot better. Um.
0: Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing, too. You know, you had the opening where Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn attacked him. And then, you know, we get Kevin Owens and, and Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin wins. Ziggler and Zayn. Uh, Ziggler wins. So he's in that. I got to tell you one thing I was not a fan of: Gable and Benjamin. New Day. New Day's going to eat all the yeah. hundred, going to eat the hundred and plus pancakes, and Gable and Benjamin come out, and then they do the job to the New Day. I
1: mean, pancakes have become New Day's thing. First it was cereal, now it's pancakes. You knew they were going to do something stupid on Pancake Day. <sighs> yeah,
0: and then you know you look at Charlotte and Sarah Logan, which I'm going to say right now. Did you see her get dropped on her dome after that natural selection? That looked ugly.
1: Yep. <sighs> uh, it's nice to see Sarah Logan get her own time.
0: I agreed. Uh, but then that was, you know, one, two down, one to go. So either we're setting up Charlotte and Ruby Riot at Fastlane or Charlotte and Ruby at WrestleMania, depending on the whole Ronda situation.
1: Yeah. And next week we've got another six-woman tag because apart from this week, that's all they seem to know how to do.
0: Which the riot squad will probably win again.
1: Well, they need to because they're losing a lot of credibility in my eyes.
0: Did you see the promo friggin' Ruby's talking about? She's sick of this, and Sarah Logan just comes out and goes, "Y'all gonna get an ass whooping or whatever the hell she said?" Friggin' in her, uh, it's like we get it. She's a southern girl. She likes to hunt. <laughs> it's like we get it. Okay, we get it. She's a southern girl and she likes to hunt. We get it.
1: And she ain't related to Jamie Noble.
0: That ain't my cousin, man. Nah. So, yes, of course. I mean, but yeah, you did that. Oh, what'd you think about? Yo, we put them on lockdown. We take on all these tag teams. We real brothers. And then, friggin', the Bludgeon Brothers just axe the TV. What'd nice. you think about that?
1: Nice touch. Nice touch. Hey, well, Another great promo I mean, shows are killing it.
0: They are, man. They are. And I mean, yeah. And do you like the fact that we got Jinder Mahal in the mix for the U.S. Championship now?
1: He's in the mix for the U.S. Championship. <laughs> he also was defeated by AJ for the WWE Championship in a dark match.
0: Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> They're hindering gender, man. The only reason why I'm still liking gender right now is just that photo up of freaking Gronk with the freaking don't hinder gender, because that's why the Patriots lost, which I thought was tremendous. Yeah. And number two. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm thinking we're going to get a triple threat fast lane, gender, orton, and uh, rude. But, you know, we'll see.
1: Now, you notice, people, I mentioned AJ Styles had a dark match after SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Why the frig was the WWE Champion not on SmackDown if he was in the building?
0: Exactly. I mean, you could have done something with him and Nakamura. There was Nakamura no... wasn't there either. That's what I'm saying. You could... Nakamura wasn't there. But, you know, you had time to talk about friggin' Ziggler and this and that. And, I mean, it was okay. Like I said, the show was better in the last couple weeks, but... Like I said, the only thing that really pissed me off about the show was seeing Gable and Benjamin lose because you're trying to get them, you know, as a serious tag team now and you want to get them in the mix for the tag titles, but then you have them lose to the New Day after they friggin' flap their jacks. Don't you flap my jacks, sucker! And I mean, no, you didn't! And I mean, Big E talking about that, and I mean, come on.
1: Um, I kind of just think New Day needs to drop this whole food gimmick now because it's just stupid. It's like we get it.
0: We get it. You love pancakes. We get it. You love cereal.
1: Uh, and Gable and Benjamin obviously are, are now pretty much fully healed. And they're given stupid stuff to do as well because they're talking about pancakes. Mhm. Because And what doing is with with this Day.
0: What is with this shush from Chad Gable? Shush. <laughs> what is with shush? I'm like, what is that Why is this like his new thing? Now he just goes shush.
1: I don't think what? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's good that Gable and Benjamin have really developed their chemistry now. They're working much better together.
0: Oh, yeah, man. And I mean, <clears throat> and we didn't get Rusev Day. Yes. On SmackDown because Rusev and Lana beat Elias and Bailey. Lana getting her first W by pinning Bailey in the match.
1: On Rusev Day.
0: On Rusev Day. So uh, now it's the ravishing Rusev Day.
1: I'm cool with that. But now they're going to have to change all the calendars. Yes.
0: So, yeah, I think, well, as Corey Graves said, I think Rusev can spare Lana a couple days. Yeah. Now, speaking of that, are you looking forward to next week's mixed tag match? It is the team of Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair, who they are called the Robe Warriors, get it, because they both wear robes, against Nia Jax and Apollo Crews. Uh,
1: Obviously, Roode and Charlotte.
0: Or... They could have Nia pin Charlotte and have, because SmackDown won these last two weeks. That's what I was saying. So they're either going to have Nia pin Charlotte or Bobby Roode's going to pin Apollo Cruz because, you know, Cruz can't lose, even when he does all the time.
1: <laughs> Cruz can't lose unless Bray Wyatt's in the match.
0: Yes! <laughs> but,
1: yeah. Hmm. Um, but going back to AJ, I mean... He really should have been on the show, especially when they were stacking all these odds against him. I mean, you, you kind of want to know what the champion thinks.
0: I was about to say, yeah, you would want to have his reaction. I'm like, so AJ, what are you going to do
1: now that it's a five
0: Well, it doesn't matter, son, because this is the house that AJ <coughs> Styles built. They don't want none.
1: I mean, in the, in the past two weeks, he's gone from one opponent to two to three, now to so, four.
0: And four. <laughs> four!
1: Now it's five people in the match.
0: That's what I said, man. This week, WWE has gone multi-man happy.
1: Uh, they may as well just bring back the Fatal 4-Way pay-per-view.
0: Okay. Please never mention that pay-per-view again.
1: I was there for that, and it
0: sucked. <laughs> I was one of the few people that were there for that, and it sucked. I hated that pay-per-view with a passion. It was great to be around with my homies, but that pay-per-view
1: was terrible. I hated it just for the name. Fatal 4-Way. Good God. What, oh, what, what year was that?
0: 2010. That was the one where Sheamus won because of the Nexus. This was the one where Alicia Fox won the Divas Championship. This was the one that had Chris Jericho and Evan
1: Bourne on the card. You know what? I'm actually going to do this just to see. Yeah, I'm the... looking at the card now. Uh, oh, yeah. Kofi Kingston and Drew McIntyre.
0: Oh, that was when, yeah, the whole Vince came out was
1: praising Drew oh, We We had Rey Mysterio. Defeat Big Show, CM Punk, and Jack Swagger for the World Championship.
0: Yeah, that was when Kane wanted to know who put The Undertaker in the vegetative state, and yeah, I remember that. Oh, I remember the dark match. Of course, you had Zack Ryder win in his hometown. He beat MVP. <laughs> Which, yeah, well, it was good because he got a reaction because this is when Long Island IC was still big. But dude, I remember Evan Bourne and Jericho. That was actually a very good match.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, ten thousand. I turned into ten thousand. Okay. So yeah, with only a few. So <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that big because
0: obviously the Nassau Coliseum holds more than ten thousand people, so it wasn't one of the biggest sellouts. But yeah, and you know what's funny? I think um, Alex Riley was actually in the crowd at the time watching the watching the pay per view because yeah. this was when Alex Riley was on season two of NXT with Caval, Loki and all those guys.
1: Oh, apparently uh, the length was shortened. It, it, it ended twenty five minutes early because the audience were getting bored. So when, yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> it was fucking terrible. And this was <laughs> and I'm looking at the Miz and our Truth here, right? So the Miz and our Truth. This is when our Truth won the championship. Then he lost it like a couple weeks later to the Miz, and then Miz was battle rapping. And this is before Awesome Truth. And then I look at the Hart Dynasty against the Usos and Tamina. Now, this was around the time when they just came in, and you would have thought to yourself, like, hey, maybe Usos will get a win. But no, they do the J.O.B. to the Hart Dynasty in the tie-in at six-person mixed tag, which I didn't get that, but okay. Oh, see,
1: 2009 and 2010, I didn't watch any WWE. I was only watching TNA at the time, people. And um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. missed all this shit.
0: Yeah, so that's what I'm saying, but yet we badmouth Impact then because, you know, we're haters.
1: Yeah, there you go. It was two years I watched Impact and No WWE, so fuck you.
0: Yeah, and speaking of fuck. All right, we'll get to that part, but the fuck you. But first of all, I just want to say this. You can't shit on me for friggin' what I do with these friggin' Impact people, because I've had Congo Khan on my show, which is, he's like my new best friend now, because we're homies. And I'm going to have Casey Spinelli on. Now, again, this is not me burying their talent, because. You know, it's not the talent's fault, but it's the management. When you're going to constantly say, and friggin' Newsweek, friggin' Ed Nordholm comes off with the classy comment about, you know, oh, this is what, this is what you get for anger in a an Hispanic woman, which, I'm like, did you really have to bring up the fact that she's Hispanic and all this? I mean, here's the thing with Ed Nordholm. This dude should not be friggin' getting interviewed because he says the most stupidest shit, and he makes him sound ridiculous, okay? They should just have this dude say something in, like, a letter form or just have something written because the dude should not speak in interviews because he sucks. He's a fucking owl.
1: And he was very, very nearly... He nearly won our Steiner Award at the end of December. Exactly. For a piece of shit of the year. Maybe next year.
0: Yeah, he was a fucking piece of shit. And the problem is, he's just going to say some more stupid shit, but everybody loves him. These Impact fans love him because they think he's going to do so well for the company, which... Yeah, the company's doing great now. You lost all these guys, which we'll get an Impact in a second, but you lost all these guys... And it was just like, oh, but we gained people. We gained Brian Cage. I mean, Brian Cage, who was in the uh, gut check the first time he didn't want him, but all of a sudden now you want him because of the ties with Lucha Underground. And by the way, Crash is done because freaking Conan's like, fuck this, I'm not bringing my Mexican talent to Impact. Fuck you. And number two, <laughs> and number two, Su Young is in. Well, that's great. I mean, Rich Swan just celebrated a birthday, and Rich Swan is acquitted of all charges, and we'll probably see him in the Cruiserweight Tournament. Yeah. But Su Young, I'm sorry, is not going to move the needle. And then who else did we bring in? Um, I don't know. We, we brought so many other people in, but I'm sorry. It's not going to do a damn thing. And I'm sounding like my rant from a couple episodes ago. It's the same shit. So, yeah. Go ahead, man.
1: Oh, Sue so Young's been compared to uh, Rosemary saying, oh, Rosemary's not going to be the only unique different girl anymore. Here's yeah, the thing. but Rosemary's probably still going to be better.
0: Uh, here's the thing, man. I think Sue Young did, like, the undead thing first before Rosemary, but Rosemary's more popular with that audience.
1: Oh, yeah, Rosemary's outstanding. I mean, obviously, we we criticize Impact, but there's some things that we won't ever probably criticize, Rosemary being one of them.
0: And then, speaking of the fuck you thing... All right, so, like I said, my boys... All right, we do the thing at the heel cast, and I'll talk about Impact, and unlike Impact in 60 Seconds, I'll, I like I said, I always put over the talent because there's exceptional talent there, but it's just like, that, that show is just, ugh. It, it makes you want to rip your hair out and it makes your head split. We've talked about this numerous times. But to say shit like, fuck New Japan, and number two, well, speaking of, fuck New Japan, well, fuck you. It's like Rick and Ricky Bobby, man. If you don't chew Big Red, then fuck you. And number two, <laughs> and number two. New Japan and what they have going with their app, which is now English commentary on that New Japan world, that is worth the money. I will not spend $7.99 on the Global Wrestling Network. I am sorry. And I know you get also a lot of other indies on there, including Rocky Mountain Pro, which is booked by Bro. That is on there and all these independents, which is great, but I will not spend seven ninety nine dollars for the Global Wrestling Network. I and mean, you know why? Because I have most of those DVDs. But you could say the same thing about the network that you have most of these DVDs, but it's the WWE Network. You still get your bang for your buck with that as well. But yeah, the Global Wrestling Network, I have no desire to pay the $7.99 for it. I mean, if you really want to like catch impact, if you miss it, you can watch it there for free. That's why I like the whole free.com thing. little free.com. You know how much I'm going to spend? Nothing, because the keyword is free. So I'm not going. going to do it that way. And there's also a great man who said once, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying
1: fuck so, New Japan fuck you
0: there it is there it is like I said yeah. I, love, and hey. I love my but just yeah those are my boys but when you say stupid shit like fuck New Japan like New Japan okay you know what my argument with that is New Japan sold out in 20 minutes Did Impact nope
1: they sold a ticket in 20 minutes <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right And like I said, we we went through the poster to see who's on that. Your fucking champion isn't even advertised on the poster. What the hell does that tell you? Wow. And the man admitted in the teleconference, Dad, because I listened to uh, Austin Aries talk about it, he had admitted he would go back for a WWE return. So did Alberto El Patron. So you got your champion who was either under a uh, short-term contract or isn't even under a contract at all with Impact because he's trying to be the champion of the world, going to Defiant Wrestling and doing all these independent promotions, right? And you put the champion on that guy who's already admitted that he would go back to WWE. The, That's the, great.
1: The universal champion gets put on posters and only works 10 fucking days a week. A year, and, sorry, a week. <laughs> 10 days <laughs> Brock, in a week,
0: what? <laughs> Brock Lesnar has actually done these house shows. You mean to tell me that Austin Aries can't be on a big-time wrestling, presents Impact Wrestling on March 25th, which is the same weekend as New Japan? I mean, what do you think people are going to see? New Japan already sold out. Impact hasn't. You think anybody really is going to go out to Impact? I know somebody will because they want to lounge it up. But, hey, that's him. But, no. (laughs) It's New Japan. It's fucking New Japan.
1: Uh, Yeah, you probably could say the uh, WWE Network isn't worth it because you've got all dvds as well yeah i mean are you really gonna have like 30 years worth of dvds plus old hmm. school raws every episode plus all WCW. wcw pay-per-views ecw
0: territories
1: yes i think they're NWA gonna WA classics
0: smoky mountain wrestling i think is gonna be on there like can you really beat it no I mean, does anybody really care about Rocky Mountain Pro and their two hundred people? No. I mean Pro Wrestling Syndicate, yeah. Wrestle Pro, eh. I mean, here's the thing. Brace for Impact just happened with uh, Impact and Pro, the promotion. Well, I watch it probably in the coming days because I wanna see Emma and Angelina Love. This was Emma's first like booking and her and Angelina Love main event of the show. This is also a show that had Alberto El Patron versus follow Ba 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 on it. So yeah. Um, yeah. But then, (laughs) just, I don't know. I'll check it out. Because it's for a good cause, Daz. Because, you know, it's for charity. But it's just like, yeah, I don't
1: care. Well, that's fair enough. But, I mean, with the network as well, you've also got documentaries Mm -hmm. every single week. And all this other original programming. It's more than worth it. And New Japan world is definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. As we said with the English commentary. um...
0: Old school New Japan
1: shows. Yeah, but I mean, even without that, you're gonna get better action anyway. Plus, every show is like four fucking hours,
0: and it's wrestling. That's the problem with these guys. They want the they want the characters, bro. They don't want the straight up wrestling. A lot of these Impact fans, and I'll say this, and again, they're my boys, but you know, when shit when when you gotta call somebody out on their bullshit, you gotta call somebody out on their bullshit, Dad. When you say that New Japan is boring. That's because you don't understand it. That's because you don't want wrestling. You want more than the substance of the wrestling. Because when you look at New Japan, not only is it wrestling, and there's character development as well there too, but people just ignore that, but it's pure wrestling. Every match is great. It's wrestling.
1: There's wrestling fans, and then there's sports entertainment fans. And even though I'm a WWE guy, I have the honor of calling myself a wrestling fan, not a sports entertainment fan.
0: That's the problem, and you can't just be sucked into one promotion. That's why I say I'm a wrestling fan. I watch it all. I'm not an Impact fan. I'm not a WWE fan, and as we've said many a times, we talk about WWE the most, but we can't admit when shit is bullshit. That's the problem. We can't admit when shit is bullshit.
1: I mean, I think we talk about WWE the most because WWE is the most famous. It gets the most exposure. It's, for some reason, the most popular. But then we've got New Japan which is why we're doing a separate show for New Japan and only talking about New Japan on that show coming soon. Because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. So we're basically doing a sports entertainment show and then a wrestling show. (laughs) Well, here's the
0: thing too, man. We don't even... All right. We talk about Impact, but do we do predictions for their pay-per-views? No. No. Well, you do. I do. Because somebody has to. I I
1: used to. Yeah. On Max. We don't anymore.
0: Don't. But here's the thing, and I know people there, which is good because, like I said, it's not the wrestler's fault. It's the management. And I want to see people succeed because people think that we hate on it. But I want to see people succeed. I want it to get better. But when you constantly keep saying, oh, we're going to get better, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, stop admitting your mistakes and fucking fix the problem already. Because you could do something, but they keep constantly fucking up and saying stupid shit. And here's the thing, too. We got Redemption coming up in in friggin' April. They've already announced the four matches. We got Austin Aries and Alberto Alpatron. We got friggin' OVE, Ohio versus Everything, against Moose, Tommy Dreamer, and Eddie Edwards in a House of Hardcore match. We got LAX against Eli Drake and Scott fucking Steiner. And we got, you know... Whatever other matchup that they announced is. I can't even freaking remember it now like because now, it's so memorable. But yeah, it's their redemption. Impact has redemption
1: in April. Uh, I mean, I'll give, it, I'll give it a chance. I mean, that's this, this, this the thing we, we keep saying. We don't want Impact to fail. We just expect it to, but we still give it a chance. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it shows promise, then wish it all the best. If not, then you're full of shit.
0: And here's the thing, too. Like, I got people that watch Impact, that's also why I do it with uh, my predictions, but I'll be honest with you, we can't do it on here, because we'll just bury the whole thing, and it. it'll just make our head hurts. Like, it's kind of making my head hurt yeah. now, and I'll start dawning. I'll like, start yawning, because you know it's Impact.
1: Like the time we predicted uh, Bound for Glory and just made up our own card, because we couldn't really be bothered with we, the real t- card.
0: <laughs> we don't give a shit, and look what happened with Bound for Glory. Where's Ty Valkyrie and Rosemary? Not on the card. Where's Taryn Terrell?
1: Gone! But we had Alberto El Patron.
0: Well, we had alberto
1: fuck the wwe
0: Perros. oh by the way i just like <laughs> to say you know now that my baby can't wrestle you know i'll come back to the wwe triple h is not the big nose but food i'm sorry for all the things that i said toss the salad i said
1: oh fuck alberto okay <laughs> <laughs> So. Um... so-
0: does that segue me to impact in
1: 60 seconds? If you still got some stuff left in the tank, let's do it. it. Is impact in 60 seconds? Impact in
0: three,
1: two,
0: one. So we start off impact this week with Matt Seidel and Taiji Ishimori against Rohit Kaju, the former Hakeem Sain, whoo and El Hijo del Fantasma, which was not actually it was a decent tag match with Matt Seidel pinning. One, Rohit Kaju with the Shooting Star Press for the 1-2-3. And by the way, just to inform you guys, yes, Josh Matthews and Sanjay Dutt are your new announced team, just because Sanjay Dutt. And then we have the Cult of Lee, who are dressed like LAX, taking on the team of Tech, Monroe and Reed. Uh, who? Who? Caleb Conley and Trevor Lee get the, um, uh, get the win in a short match. We're now going to get LAX against Lee and Conley in a comedy-based... I don't even know. So it's a comedy team against LAX. Who? And then we get... All right, guys, this is where you meet me, Mike. We got Laurel Van Ness defending the Knockouts Championship against the girl who beat her last week, Kara Hogan, who, by the way, yes, was trained by Mr. Fucking Hughes. So we get Laurel Van Ness and Kara Hogan. It was an okay match for four minutes. Laurel Van Ness retains with the unprettier. And then we get OVE friggin' shoving Bobby Lashley in a car, which what a way to sound off, friggin' sound off Bobby Lashley. Excuse me while I throw you in the car. Everything! That doesn't get annoying, does it? Of course it does. Then we get Hanaya the Huntress, who, by the way, who's no longer there for being unprofessional, takes on Amber Nova. Hanaya wins with the Scorpion Death Draft, reversed to ET. It was amp eh, for what it was. We're going to get Rosemary and Hanaya next week, because of course we are, because it's taped in advance. Then we get Johnny Impact, Alberto Alpatron, Moose, and Ethan Carter the Third, And a friggin' fatal four-way to determine the number one contender. Who's going to fight Austin Aries in a, for a future matchup for the championship? Johnny Impact pins Ethan Carter III because he's gone with a roll-up. Johnny Impact's your number one contender. Aries and Johnny Impact is in your future. Um, Whatever. That, that was Impact.
1: Mr. Fucking Hughes. Mr. Fucking Hughes. See, I
0: told you we were going to have to meet your mic because that's the new thing now. Friggin' Kira Hogan, trained by Mr. Fucking Hughes.
1: I'm actually looking for the episode now, and I found it. It was, for those of you who want to check out the reference, by the way, for Evan Evan's promo on Mr. Hughes, it was episode 44, so that's a long time ago, two years ago. Um, and the episode is actually called Mr. Fucking Hughes. <laughs> so <laughs> go to our YouTube well, channel, and it'll be on the playlist.
0: Here's the thing. Kira Hogan is talented. I've seen her on the indies. But, excuse me, you just throw her out there. beats Laurel Van and you look at her and you're just like, who? Who? Again, Rohit Raju. Who? Who? So, in case people don't know, they're doing this thing now, and I'm not spoiling anything because it's just like so taped in advance. Rohit Raju is the former Akeem Zane. He's going to be a part of this India group called the Desi Hit Squad, which looks like a bunch of J Brones. Which, to be honest with you, it looks like a bunch of J Brones. So, that's your replacement for Mahabali Shira, who now is with NXT. And friggin'. We're going to find out who's Ali's secret admirer coming this week, which as we're recording this, it's tonight, which spoiler alert, Sue Young, Sue Young, because Braxton Sutter turns on his wife. Um, OK. I mean, here's the thing. My Our boy, Chef Rob, who's a part of our group, shout out to Chef. He's been at these impact tapers and he can tell you when shit is bullshit. He keeps it 100. He was at these tapings. He goes to me, he says, Mike. I saw this, and I gotta say I was looking forward to it, but as it grew, like, in the upcoming days of tapings, it turned to shit quickly. I'm like, does that really surprise you, Chef? And he goes, nope. 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 So he goes, Chef knows, and we're gonna get him on here to discuss all this in the future. Chef knows, and I mean, Chef is doing his thing, but it's just like, you want to talk about someone who was a true Impact man? This is a guy who's been to so many of their tapings, and he goes because he has friends there. He's got boys, and you know he's talked with the wrestlers. And I mean, but here's a guy who can even admit that the product now is lackluster, and it's shit. Yeah. Okay, this is your diehards, and now he can admit it's shit.
1: Stick that in your Impact lounge. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And your friggin' news, Mr. Lounge, there is, oh boy, Eddie Edwards resigns with Impact Wrestling. Because, of course, he did. This is something that we speculated in January last month, which we knew. And now it, it turns out that Eddie Edwards has resigned with Impact Wrestling. Friggin' Kevin Owens has been trying to get Eddie Edwards in the WWE. And what does he do? He resigns with Impact. Oh boy. Okay, Eddie. I mean, Davey's no longer there. But here's the thing you guys already had a tryout. And Triple H said you guys are a dime a dozen. There's plenty of other guys like you. I think they're okay. I think NXT's okay.
1: Uh, yeah, I, NXT's... I mean, they made a name for themselves in ROH, obviously. Yes, they did. Um, and they've, but they've we'll, done some good stuff in Impact.
0: Exactly. But we'll discredit the Ring of Honor thing, because Impact fans will discredit anything that has to do with Ring of Honor, because they think Ring of Honor is also bullshit. Oh, these yeah, are, these yeah, of course. Are, exa- of course. So... <laughs> And I hate to be the bearer of bad news to you people, but you know those guys that look like they're on heroin and they're a bunch of crackheads OVE, Dave and J. Chris? They were actually in Ring of Honor. They wrestled as Irish Airborne. So put that in your pipe and smoke it.
1: Oh, and you know free ROH guys <laughs> actually funded their own pay-per-view and then they sold 10,000 tickets. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, but, fuck, yeah, but fuck, fuck ROH. I don't know what people yeah, are talking ROH. about. Oh, fuck <laughs>
0: them. They only got one of the biggest matches coming up for Supercard of Honor with yeah. Cody Rose. Omega. Oh, yeah, fuck them. and i mean new japan has got you know kenny omega and kota Ibushi, you know tag team again for the first time i don't know how many years in you know japan for the california show but hey fuck new japan
1: yeah. fuck them yeah. fuck them all kenny omega is probably back. the biggest name outside of wwe right now he's on an roh pay-per-view but
0: yeah fuck them <laughs> <laughs> do you see how ridiculous you sound freaking <laughs> give it impact chance after chance and you know oh no it's gonna be okay because everybody's looking forward to Eli Drake and Scott Steiner. Do I really look forward to seeing Scott Steiner in 2018? No! And I know we could kick my ass. But the man owns the Shoney's. And I don't care about Scott Steiner in 2018. The man is in his mid to late 50s. And I saw him at friggin' the slam version. I said it exceeded my expectations. I admitted that. But the only thing the guy could do now is just throw people around and still do his great suplex. That's it.
1: I didn't give with- a shit about Scott Steiner in 2008. Ten years later, I give less of a shit.
0: Okay. You know what? I I enjoyed the little Petey Pump thing, which I thought that was funny at the time, and I thought it was okay. It was good. It
1: was I funny. I hated it.
0: You hated a little Petey Pump?
1: I hated it because that's not Petey Williams.
0: That's true. That, okay, I see your point there. But Petey was great either way, and they just did a thing. Petey Williams put out on his Twitter. He goes to the back, and he goes, Scotty? And then Scott started looks at him and goes, hey, fuck you, Petey.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw that.
0: Fucking that, that's see, that's your impact future, Scott Steiner. Why? Because he's still gonna draw. The crowd <laughs> went mild at the tapings when he first came back. But hey, let's bring Scott back
1: so we can, we can team with Eli Drake.
0: Do you wonder why Chris Adonis left?
1: Scott Steiner couldn't draw a stick, man.
0: But hey, we got Scott Steiner and LAX. Oh, man. Right. Which, if he doesn't take the pin, I'm gonna be so goddamn mad. And I like Eli Drake, I think he's great. Dummy, yeah. It's funny. But I don't want to see him and Scott Steiner as the tag champs. No. Please keep it on LAX. Yes. Please?
1: Uh, let's get on to some good stuff. Because Please, we, thank you. we still you. got NXT yeah, to we... talk about.
0: Yeah, thank you. Well, let's talk some NXT.
1: Uh, great, great opening match, obviously, as we knew it would be for the UK Championship between Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. He's so good. Well, well they both are. Uh, Roddy Strong, Roddy so strong, strong by people. the way, another ROH guy.
0: The dur hello. <laughs> but yeah, hello Pete Dunne. <laughs> so yeah, Pete Dunne and Roddy, both great match. You know, you know, at the end, obviously the fingers came into play because you got to snap the fingers. The better end, one, two, three. I really did enjoy it. I'm looking forward to see who Pete Dunne is actually going to wrestle for WrestleMania weekend for the UK Championship.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see who takes the title off him because he's just been unstoppable since winning it.
0: And, I mean, it, it's been good. And, I mean, Roderick Strong, I, I would love to see him get in that final for the Cruiserweight match at WrestleMania, have him be a part of that. I mean, the shocker was him beating a day over Tom, and I'd love to see him in the Cruiserweight Championship final.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe Roddy, Roddy's bound for the main roster now, and that would make sense as to him you, not beating Pete Dunne. Can
0: I tell you what he's not bound for? Glory. Bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, but I will say this as well, man. Next week, because this actually was the next thing, they showed the whole Johnny Gargano thing, which will set up next week with him and Andrade. And if Johnny leaves, he goes, you know, he leaves NXT. But also, not only did we get that, we found out that next week, Velveteen Dream is going to take on No Way Jose. And I'm looking forward to a Velveteen Dream Tyler Bate match coming in the near future.
1: Yeah, let's do it. And also in the future, uh, Alistair Black and Killian Dane.
0: I love the promo, man. I thought that was great. He's gonna make him fade to black, and then you know, Killian Dane comes out. I, I like the build, man. I think it's gonna be really good.
1: Both big guys, both can do extraordinary things. Exactly. Uh, also, a nice, nice highlight on uh, TM61, who started off great in NXT, and then injuries happened, and we didn't really see anything of them. Uh, so it's nice that they're being showcased more, pretty much every week. You're yeah, we'll get
0: beating Duckman and Skyler, man. I mean, I thought that was a nice way to just show their dominance as they keep rolling. I'm sure we're going to see a future tag team title match with them against the Undisputed Era.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, promising things for TM6. There's a lot of good Australian talent in NXT. Hey,
0: remember, you know Buddy Murphy who's on uh, yeah. the thing? Australian
1: Emma? Was Emma? Australian? Was Australian? Yeah, she's not Australian anymore. She
0: can I just say this right now, for regarding Emma? She is in Women of Honor. Hey, by the way, Impact yep. fans, what, what, you know who we're, we're going to get Emma? No, she's in Women of, Honor. Women of Honor tournament. That's another thing because they were all like clamoring for her to come to Impact, but where is she? Women of Honor. Yeah. Yep. I think that's like a yep, yep, yep. So yeah, I just wanted to point that out. And also, you want to mention something else too, dude. Killian Dane. Remember when he wrestled that match in Impact as Big Demo, and they passed on him? Look yeah. at it. Look at him now now so that's all i'm saying so um yeah and also yeah and number three yep and number four yep so <laughs> neil dashwood is in the women of honor tournament i think the matchup has to be set in stone it's got to be happening and i've said this to this individual many times book it and i said it to her when she was on our show i want to see kelly klein versus Tennille dashwood yes please
1: yes please um probably wouldn't be good for Emma because she used to lose all the time in WWE and Kelly Klein's undefeated. Still, technically, never pinned, never submitted in, in, in Ring of Honor. So, there's that. Yes. Uh, now, speaking of women, of course, we had the Women's Championship match in NXT, which uh, didn't even last five minutes because it ended in a DQ.
0: You know what? I thought it was cool to see Kyrie Shane come back and rip ass. Yes. I mean, we're obviously going to set up to like a... Match with her and Shane at WrestleMania weekend, or maybe a triple threat for the women's championship. We'll see how it goes. But I like the tie in with Kyrie and Shane. Kyrie getting her revenge. I thought it was played out very nicely. And I thought em- Ember's dive out there selling the arm was good. I thought it was well worked for the time that they got.
1: Yeah, I, I do like the fact that Kyrie interrupted the match because, of course, it leaves Ember a little bit of breathing space because Shane uh, has got to deal with Kyrie Sane now, who, of course, she stole the uh, title opportunity from in the first place. So it will be nice to see Shayna and Kyrie feud and then go back to Ember Moon or maybe find somebody else to feud with Ember Moon for the Women's Championship. Or it could be a chopper threat, like we said.
0: And the last thing I'll say is, you know, Butcher and I kind of get this thing now. and I'm starting to get it because every time I see the Velveteen Dream, I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then he comes out <laughs> and he's friggin' meeting with the press and he's like, you know, oh, no way, Jose. I'm going to end his fiesta. And then friggin' oh, Tyler Brady's five foot nothing. He can't compare to the Dream. That's all. That's all I'm going to give you. And I'm just like, oh, the man is great. The man is money.
1: He, he's got a bright future.
0: He's so good.
1: Um, I'm going to segue again because I'm speaking of white, uh, bright futures. Um, we mentioned in the intro, uh, Jay White could be the next big foreign star in New Japan, and a lot of signs are pointing that way because he's just been all over dirt sheets and media. Um, that New Japan officials are really, really high on him at the moment. Uh, apparently they weren't this high on a foreign star since AJ Styles, and that says that says a lot.
0: He's so good. I mean, I was watching the old Shibata Okada match from 2016 where he was a young boy, mm-hmm. and I mean, looking at that guy then, and you're looking at what he is now. It's just like my God. And I mean, he was great in Ring of Honor. I've seen his work there. Yes, I mentioned Ring of Honor. Sorry, <laughs> back fans. But Ring of Honor, you should call a spade a spade. You know, Ring of Honor. So, yeah, he did some great matches there. And then, you know, you look at New Japan now, and what he's doing there is the United States champion. You know, he, he friggin' wins the match via referee stoppage. I'm looking forward to see who he wrestles going into the California show and what we got going forward. Excuse me, I mentioned Impact, then I'm in on. one. So, yeah, man, just it's going to be great to see the future of Jay White. Such a bright future. And I really am just looking forward to it, man. Jay White's the man.
1: Yeah, um great match at Wrestle Kingdom defeated Kenny Omega for the US Championship one of the main names right now in New Japan and he's only 25 years old
0: wow and he's a member of Chaos man and you know we're going to get Okada and him down the line
1: yeah I mean Wrestle Kingdom was my introduction to Jay White I mean like I said I didn't see anything of him before but he impressed me there and just look at him already it's only been what just over a month
0: yeah man and he's already the US Champion and I'm going to say this right now Would you like to see him as the guy who ends the 600-plus reign of Okada?
1: That would be a huge step forward. Um, I would hope it would have a big build first and not just happen because he's hot property right now.
0: Yeah, obviously, I think they'll do the build, man, just because you saw that press conference where he's like, you know, you know, I'm here, and when the time is right, I'm going to challenge Okada. And Okada's just looking like, I'm like, okay, you know, I've only been the champion for 600 days, and, you know, I'm going to rip ass because I'm the rainmaker, and, you know, I'm Okada, so fuck you.
1: I mean, honestly, I don't know who could end Okada's rainmaker. Uh, Omega couldn't do it, Nitro couldn't Stop. do it. Sonata didn't do it.
0: Evil. Takabi Watanabe and he has a pinfall victory over him. Couldn't do it. The only one probably
1: dangerous enough is friggin' Suzuki.
0: Oh my <laughs> god! If you do Okada's, I think we've done Okada and Suzuki and Okada won, but I yeah. love to see them
1: head again. <sighs> yeah, he just he seems to become even more psychotic in the past couple of months. So.
0: Suzuki goon, man. Suzuki goon.
1: Uh, and I love the Blade Runner. It well, end of days, you know. Not end of yes. Days, um, what am I thinking of? Abigail, yeah.
0: If you want to even take it a step further, Frankie Gazarian did that move before, and it was called Wave of the Future, so there you yeah. go. Uh,
1: another Frankie Kazarian move, which uh, Will Ospreay does now, was the Flux Capacitor.
0: Yes, the uh, the uh, Spanish Fly off the top, you're right.
1: Love that move too, especially when it's two guys running towards each other and they just flip so quickly.
0: You know who you know who first introduced me to that? Because here's the thing. Uh, the guys in the SAT, Jose and Joel Maximo, they did it for a while in the indies, but the first time I originally first saw it was when Paul Burchill, another great UK talent, mm-hmm. uh, was when he was in WWE as the Pirate Gimmick when he first started doing that move. <laughs> Paul Burchill.
1: Paul Burchill. Uh, you know what would have been cool at Raw 20? Well, if Kyrie Sane comes up to the main roster in the next few years and they do Ra- uh, Raw 30... I want to see Carrie Sane have a backstage moment with Paul Burchill. That would be funny. <laughs> the eye.
0: here's the thing, man. He actually made a video game. He got to be the pirate in SmackDown versus Raw 2007. So you yeah. can come out of the pirate and swing from the rope. It was cool.
1: See, gimmicks like that actually worked when SmackDown was cool.
0: Yes, dog. <laughs> okay, can we stop with the social media stuff? Because I did it again for the Usos with that promo. Oh, that was my okay. only. Gotta highlight the words, like, "Hey, Vince, you know what would be cool, man?"
1: Well, you know how we think most of our fans are eight years old. Let's put captions on the screen. Uh, fuck it.
0: And Your father is rest in peace. Was the legendary Bullet Bob Armstrong. Yeah. Your brother is friggin' a referee, Scott. Your brother Brad was a tremendous talent, gone too soon. I mean, you come from a great family, and this is what you give us. What the
1: hell, dog What the hell? Oh, you didn't know? Seriously, the captions bug me so much. It's a TV show. It's not a fucking PowerPoint presentation. Wait a minute.
0: PowerPoint presentation! <laughs> You know what, I think Gulak is hilarious, but I'm so glad that he's back to being that, you know, I'm going to snap and I'm just going to break people in half, just this killer instinct of Gulak, I'm so happy to see that back, and I like Spud this week on 205 Live telling Jack Gallagher, get rid of the suit, just wear wrestle your normal ring attire,
1: just go back to that. <laughs> this is Rockstar Spud telling people to stop wrestling in suits.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that Rockstar Spud is out the window. And why do I say that? Look at his Twitter handle. He's WWE Maverick. Yeah. I don't I don't know of this Rockstar Spud that you speak of. But
1: <laughs> well, they actually acknowledged it on Raw last week when he was at the announce table. He's brought- formerly Rockstar yeah. Spud, but now he's got a new name.
0: It's Drake Maverick, baby. Yes, that's true. But here's the thing, man. I've been saying this since they started the UK tournament. Spud was feuding with freaking Swaggle. Yeah. And in Impact. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, your boy, who you so we saw on 205 yeah, on uh, Tuesday, Mandrews, Mark Andrews, is in the UK tournament. Pete Dunne's in there, Tyler Bate, Jordan Devlin, Wolfgang, all these great UK talents, and you want a few with Swoggle. But then he finally, so, something in him woke up, and now he's uh, now he's in the WWE, and he's got his girl with him, Miss Renee Michelle, who's a part of uh, the Mae Young Classic, who's actually taller than him, but then again, who isn't? But yeah, beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, and Spud had one of the most emotionally charged matches in the last past few years in Impact against EC3 in Wembley. Yes.
0: In Wembley! The UK! Hello! <laughs> and now we're finally realizing that hey, we need to get that UK popping again because you know why? The UK tournament did so well and look at who WWE's got. Hello! Well, I think that's a Don Callis call, too, but then Scott is just sitting in the back there, cheering a you know, cheerleader Like, yeah, let's get the UK talent, but also let's get more Canadian people. But, yeah, let's get the UK talent. Oh, Let's
1: also get some more Canadian people. I and then Ed, Ed,
0: Ed, 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 Ed Nordholm was just going, whoo, whoo, because he's an owl.
1: You, you expect more from Scott Demore?
0: You would think, but he's a Jeff Jarrett guy, so there you go. Well, we expected
1: more from Jarrett, too. Well... But he had his issues, obviously. A, um... I like that though. He's an owl, so it's hoo hoo hoo.
0: I mean, and you got this woman pissed off at you. You think it's right to friggin' make up with Matt Hardy at the airport? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. <coughs> we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna forget the fact that friggin' Dutch Mantel said, you know, Rebbe, you shouldn't be doing this because you're pregnant. We're just gonna forget the fact that you've been suing them for the entire year. But hey, it's all good. It's all right. Fuck all day. Fuck all night.
1: Let's be friends. Let's
0: be friends. Why? Let's just be friends. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Okay. Bullshit. Yes.
1: So let's do uh, match times. Uh, six matches on Raw. Hmm. I'm gonna give it an hour and fifteen. Very, very, very close. One hour thirteen.
0: Oh, all right. Over two minutes. Okay. All right. All
1: right. Shortest match uh, was the Absolution. Mickey James Alexa Bliss match. Four minutes.
0: I gotta say, I still love Mickey last week just stiffing the living shit out of Shayna, ba- that's Shayna Baszler. Sonia Deville. Excuse me. Sorry, Shayna. But she's Sonia Deville's like Shayna Baszler light. Uh, and I mean, I like Sonya, but yeah, that's
1: what well, she. What about MMA girls?
0: Yes, both, both MMA girls, correct, but here's the thing. Sonya Deville, she's friggin' stiff in a knee in Mickey James, and Mickey James just rolls her up out of nowhere, one, two, three. I thought that was tremendous, because here's the thing with Sonya Deville. She's got that Brock Lesnar vibe of, yo, I'm just going to do MMA in a WWE match and not expect to get killed. Excuse me while I legitimately punch Braun Strowman in the face. <laughs> and then look at Braun friggin' just sit up and just do nothing, because Brock then realized, oh shit, he's going to kill me.
1: Uh, I, I'm expecting some good things from Sonya Deville. I do like her look.
0: And speaking of good things, I really am expecting good things as well from Mandy Rose as well. Both of yes. those ladies, both were tremendous. I'm happy to see her in the matchup in the Elimination Chamber match because she's so good. And I thought the dichotomy that she had with Goldust was tremendous as well.
1: Oh yeah, just a shame they lost. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I mean, it, you know, it, it was, 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 was going to be uh, Goldust and um, Alicia Fox. who lost anyway, so it's fine
0: that's true. And day one-ish.
1: Yeah. Okay, now. Uh, four matches on SmackDown. Ooh.
0: 34 minutes.
1: Uh, slightly more. 43. Uh, really? The interesting thing is, if you combine it with 205, it's nearly the same match time as Raw. It would have been 112.
0: Okay. Um, The only reason why I thought, like, 30, because I know... We only had, like, well, you said four matches, right? But, yeah, then the rude thing didn't start. And I'm just like, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin got some time. Dolph and Zane got some time. Charlotte Was Charlotte and Sarah Logan, like, the shortest match on there?
1: It was. Ooh, very, very close. That one was uh, 10 minutes, 18 seconds. Baron Corbin and Kevin Owens was 10 minutes, 41 uh, okay. Actually, that wasn't the shortest match. It was New Day and Gable and Benjamin, six minutes.
0: Uh, I, I, I try to forget that. I, I mean, I, I like Gable and Benjamin, but just yeah, the whole pantry. it felt longer. I just make it stop, okay? <laughs> make it stop.
1: Uh, and NXT, of course, three matches as usual.
0: Um, all right. So the TM Six One match was short. Yeah. Amber Moon and Shayna Baszler was short. And Pete Dunne, obviously, in Roddy was the longest. I'm going to say it was got to be like 24, 25
1: minutes. Very close. 23 41.
0: 23
1: 41? Okay. Uh, TM6 1's tag match was 2 minutes. Well. Uh, now we're going to do something different this week. Because I've got impact match times as well. <laughs>
0: Are you kidding me? Come on, man.
1: Um, this is going to get confusing for people because we record on. The day that new episode of Impact comes out. So this is last week's Impact, which uh, had the main event of Johnny Impact, Alberto, EC3, and Moose. Uh, Five matches. You're really going to make me do this, huh? (laughs) We got to please the Impact
0: fans. (laughs) All all three of them. Okay. Okay. Before I give this, I would just like to say you are off by about three. Because there are officially six official podcasts that discuss impact. Oh, okay, sorry. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> just saying correct yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about it is that guy I told you about. Which the guy does good analysis and he's in Canada, the six sided podcast. The dude they named it the Six Sided Podcast because of two reasons. Number one, the Six Sided Ring is synonymous with Impact. And number two, it's a rib on himself because he hated the Six Sided Ring. So you named your podcast that so you can play a rib on yourself. Cool. Really? Okay. So um, as far as – so it's five matches on the entire show, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, what's it like? 45 minutes?
1: Yeah, close. 48. 28. Um, <laughs> which is slightly more than Smackdown for the same length show. So, there's that.
0: Well, th- what was the shortest match? Was it the Colt to Lee thing?
1: It was uh, Hanya and Ambenova, three minutes, 30 seconds.
0: Okay. I'm not even counting her. Is it Hanya? 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 Whatever the fuck her name is. Hanya. It's just... <sighs> Here's the thing.
1: The chip no, isn't the, there anymore.
0: I got the scoop on that. So after speaking to my boy Kongo Kong, uh, from what I found out, uh, apparently, uh, she was someone who hadn't wrestled in a while. Now, for those who don't remember Hanaya, she actually wrestled in a little place called Women of Honor, but yet again, fuck Ring of honor. So she uh she was in Women of Honor for a little bit. She wrestled the likes of like Mandy Leone. Yeah. I think she had a match Taylor Hendricks. But yeah, she was in Women of Honor. So then they bring her here. And apparently, from what I found out from the Kongster, is she hadn't wrestled in a while. She had wrestled, she, like, took a break. And then she comes back, and she has an attitude, and she doesn't want to do the job.
1: Yeah. Uh.
0: See? But then again, you posted the best thing, man, because she's the revolving door. That was her time, the old Simpsons, you know, in and out, in and out. But the second best thing about that is, too, she puts on impact that it was a mutual thing. Yeah, like, they mutually agreed that, yo, you were unprofessional. Yo, you wouldn't do the job, so bye bye You are the weakest
1: link. Goodbye. She just agreed, yeah, I was a dick. Okay, I'll go. (laughs) But Uh, we're doing okay! Yeah. Yeah, we're we're, we're doing fine. One of the guys in last week's main events isn't in the company anymore, but yeah.
0: What the fuck kind of send-off is Bobby Lashley getting thrown in the car by OBE?
1: Oh, you know what? Nobody gets a good send-off in Impact. The only one that got a good send off was Kurt Angle. AJ True. Styles got a shitty send off. Uh, Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode got a that. shitty send off. Uh, Sting, got... Sting, of all people, got a shitty send off. It... James Storm? Yeah. EC3. I mean, I don't know what his send off is, but it was probably shitty.
0: Yeah, well, he loses the. Oh, spoiler alert. He loses the Feaster fired, And he beats up JB. Oh, yeah,
1: of moves. course. Yeah, I did see it. Yeah. Sh- even shitter. It's no wonder a lot of people disrespect the company when they give people like that who have put so much into the company such poor send-offs.
0: And again, this is a company that we want to see have success, but when you do stupid shit, you do stupid shit. Yeah,
1: call a spade a spade.
0: Not the queen of spades, because she's
1: awesome. (laughs) She's vicious. Vicious. Uh, well there we go thank you for listening don't forget you can find us on YouTube, Podomatic, iTunes, Stitcher and on SoundCloud and Facebook at Max Racing UK for new episodes in advance and other news, good old wrestling banter things like that you can join our interactive group at facebook.com groups slash Interactive and you can find me at DazzyMWP and over to the captain where you can find Mike Larkin
0: SoundCloud, MC Larkin 92 or on the Twitter machine at SM Show one or at mcl92. I will say this. I'm very interactive with people, so just hit me up and tweet me. But if you are a dick, I will gladly block you. <laughs> okay? I am like Kevin Owens. I will gladly block you. I will block Melissa Joan Hart like Kevin Owens blocked Melissa Joan Hart for saying
1: something stupid. Uh, and if you're a dick to the butcher, he won't block you, but he'll make you wish you did. He's available at six nine, Butcher. <laughs> Yes, that's why I
0: segued with I will block you because Butch will go in on your ass.
1: Uh, and of course, you can show our ever show some love. Uh, season two of Fronzone is coming up this summer. You can check out the whole first season now at Fronzone UK on social media. And Hidden Gems uh, is at DB Hidden Gems. Current episode is still um, see no evil, hear no evil. We will get a new episode as soon as we can, where we'll we'll be looking back at Stir Crazy, another prior, wilder comedy classic. And that's the bottom line. If you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Hmm, I got four. I have a
0: couple. Okay. Fuck New Japan? No,
1: fuck you. I was going to say Butch is going to get you, but yeah, we'll go with that. Fuck New Japan? (laughs) Nah, fuck you. Fuck you. Flying high, flying high at the speed of light. For the life, for the life, for the fight, 'cause I.